You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 342. It's the honesty that gave Sis the confidence to do the deal and had the homeowner rooting for her. If she would have gone in there and acted as if, which is the worst advice ever given in in real estate investing history, is to act as if, which basically means lie, what happens is the homeowner would have lost confidence in her as she tried to lie her way through the meeting. Instead, she was open and honest. She built confidence. It cannot be overstated. Be honest with the sellers. Tell them what you're doing. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of Wholesaling Inc. I am super excited about my guest today because we are changing the premise of the show. We are going to start collecting HUDs from all of our guests. So we have the actual documentation. These are vetted guests. We know what they've done and we're going to review their deal. I am super, super excited about that. Today I have a very special guest, Shanika Lene, aka Sis, who is a wholesaling rock star. We are going to be finding out about one of her deals. How did she find it? How did she exit from it? How much did she make? And it's very exciting because we have the documentation to back that up. So that's really, really great. And if you don't know what wholesaling is, wholesaling is very simply the art of consistently finding discounted properties. If you can get good at finding discounted properties, you can achieve financial freedom. Really excited to be with you here today. So without further ado, let's get right to the meat and potatoes. We're going to hold Sis's feet to the fire. We are going to ask her what she did so that you can repeat it, so that you can implement it, that you can go out there and do a deal today. So, sis, are you there with me? I'm here, Tom. I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. All right. I love it. You guys, it's a beautiful Florida day, and I know sis is in North Carolina. What's the weather up north? It's freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Come down to Florida. It is an absolutely gorgeous day today. Palm trees are in the breeze. I, I love it. Well, it's great to talk with you. I'm going to put you in the hot seat so that other people can experience your success. But before we drill down to the actual deal, can you just quickly tell me a little bit about yourself um, and who you are and how you got started in real estate? Absolutely. Awesome. So again, my name is uh, Shanika Lene. I'm so honored to be on the number one wholesaling podcast in the country with the number one guy. Thank you. So I got started in wholesaling officially last year. I did my first deal in August of last year. Okay. And I say officially because I actually got started several years ago. Well, I tried to get started several years ago. I actually took your mentor's course, your mentor, Richard. Uh, oh, Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki. That's when I first started learning about real estate. I, yes. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Absolutely. Beautiful. Oh, my God. It was life changing. So I started, you know, learning about it then and, you know, researching and and things of that nature. But I never really could commit to it fully up until last year. So last year I did my first deal and it's been on and popping ever since. I've closed a little over, I think, 20 deals working part time. I'm a full time stay at home mom of five children. Um, So I do this part time, you know, working a couple hours a day. So 
you know, I'm not out here, you know, I'm not one of those six figure a month earners. However, I am able to earn enough where I'm able to stay at home with my children. So to me that, you know, that fits my lifestyle and I'm able to do that and not have to, you know, work outside of the home and I can be, you know, involved in my children's lives. So I mean, that is, that is phenomenal. I I love it. So five kids, I have five kids too. I (laughs) I love that. And I just got to, before we go on to your actual deal review today and how you found it and all that good stuff, just tell me this. You started a long time ago, but you didn't do your first deal until August. And you've done, it sounds like about 20 deals since then, which is actually, that's a great, I mean, that's a life-changing amount of deals. But I want to ask you, how did that happen? How did you do your first deal? Because a lot of people who are listening, they haven't done a deal yet. They're just getting started. Can you just kind of walk me through quickly a little bit about your first deal and how that, like, what was the trigger that caused to actually do it. Absolutely. I just, I made a decision, guys. Like, I was like, you know, this is it. I'm ready to do something. I knew, I always knew in my heart that I was, I could do it. I knew in my heart I could do it. I knew that real estate was life-changing. I knew that that was the direction that I wanted to go. And I made a decision. I gave myself 30 days. I put myself on a timer. 30 days to, you know, to learn the information, go step-by-step and go through the information and start implementing. I did that. I got started. I put out bandit signs. And within, with less than 48 hours, I got my first call from a bandit sign. And I went and met the seller on an appointment. For those of you uh, who may not be familiar, you know, a bandit sign is simply one of those signs that you may see, you know, we buy house signs and get your phone number, you know, things like that. And so I went and met with the seller you know, he was an investor as well. So he kind of gave me a little bit of pushback. But, um, you know, I let him know straight up, like, listen, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. It's my first deal. And because I was, you know, honest and upfront with him, he like, look, I'm gonna give you a shot. Let me see uh, what you can do. Guys, I yeah. just want everybody should rewind this tape and listen, because honesty is the best policy. Forget ethics and moral. Those are important, but that's not what this is about. It's the honesty that gave sis the confidence to do the deal and had the homeowner rooting for her. If she would have gone in there and acted as if, which is the worst advice ever given in in real estate investing history is to act as if, which basically means lie. What happens is the homeowner would have lost confidence in her as she tried to lie her way through the meeting. Instead, she was open and honest. She built confidence. It cannot be overstated. Be honest with the sellers. Tell them what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Oh, so liquid gold. I love it. All right. So, so obviously you did a great deal there. That is phenomenal. I love it. That is, I mean, that one gold nugget alone is worth everything, but all right, let's talk about the deal that you just did. First question I want to know is where did you find the homeowner, because this is the number one question that everybody always has is, you know, who are these people? Do they actually sell at a discount and why? So can you tell me where did you find the homeowner who was willing to sell at a discount? Yes, I found this deal driving for dollars. Beautiful. And I know, you know, I get the question asked to me a lot, like, you know, how are you finding these deals? And I think people are looking for some magic wand or something or some magic secret sauce. But for me, driving for dollars is the number one way I find deals. Bam. Like, seriously. Are Um, are you using Deal Machine or any apps or anything like that? I don't use Deal Machine. I'm sorry. I don't use Deal Machine. That's fine. Don't Um, don't apologize to me. Apologize (laughs) to David Letko. (laughs) (laughs) He's the one who owns it. But yeah, I mean, well, if you guys do use Deal Machine, we have a code. And and sis, you could always try this too. It's it's the cheapest version of Deal Machine in the country. And you just put, when you sign up, you use the code word TRIBE, T-R-I-B-E, and it gives you the lowest version uh, price for something we negotiate with David, our good friend. But 
Okay, so so when you're driving for dollars, you don't use it. So what do you use? You just write down the address and what are you looking for? So if somebody's going to go out today and do what you did, tell me how to do it. Okay, so when I go out and most times, like again, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom. So I have my children in the back and they're back there. I get them snacks and I make it kind of like a treasure hunt for them too. So I've taught them how to, I how love to drive for dollars and look for vacant <laughs> properties too. Like they're trained, okay? Sis, so. you are a strong, powerful woman. I love it. Very cool. Very cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we, we make this a whole family thing, like an adventure, a treasure hunt type of thing. And they're back there and they have their, um, they have phones. You know, my teenagers have phones and my younger ones have a notepad. Sure. So, sure. you know, they're back there with me. And, you know, I'm looking for distressed properties. And when I say distressed, I mean, a uh, property with grass overgrown. Um, here in North Carolina, I'm not sure about every state, but um, when a property is vacant, the USPS will take the mailbox off of the home or remove it from in front of the home. So that's a dead giveaway here, at least here. So wait that a second, there, what is it that they do? They will remove the mailbox. Like literally just take the mailbox off of the property? Yeah, like the like the post may be up, like for the homes that have like an actual physical like mailbox with the, you know, the wooden stake in the ground or okay. metal pole in the ground or whatever. They'll take the mailbox piece off of the top of it. No way. I've never heard that before. That yeah. is key and probably a good way to figure out how to find a mailman to help you in that. But that's really cool. All right. I like it. So that's interesting. Yes. I don't know if a lot of people know that or not, but it's something that I've noticed Very cool. <laughs> that I've noticed um, as I, like I said, I do this all the time. So it's something that I've noticed consistently that, you know, the homes that have been deemed vacant, those will, you know, the, the mailboxes will be removed. So um, that's a dead giveaway. Okay. For here at least any type of property that has um, a city code violation here in, in my city where I am, they have a yellow, either a yellow sticker on the door or there'll be a yellow sign in the yard. Like awesome. you can't miss it because it's, Bright, bright yellow okay. um, co-violations. A property that physically looks distressed, meaning there may be a tarp on the roof. It looks, you know, run down. It may be boarding up on the windows, things like that. No, sis, that's what I look for. where are you actually driving? Because some people say, well, I live in a very wealthy area and like every home is worth over a million dollars. So do they go to a different area or do you just kind of go all over town? Or are you targeting specific like high rental areas or, or just to the whole city? If someone wants to get in their car today and do it, what area are you driving through? Specifically for me, to be honest, guys. I drive in areas that are close by or in proximity to or around my children's school because that's where I, that's when I have time to do it. Beautiful. I love that answer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so, okay, beautiful. Very cool. Okay, so you get in the car, you find 123 Main Street. It's totally dilapidated, no mailbox. I love that. And there's a yellow sticker on the door. What do you do at that point? So one or two things may happen. It depends. Again, it depends on how much time I'm working with, because sometimes I'll go in between children's after school activities. Okay, so I may have an hour or so. You know, if that's the case, if I have a short amount of time, I will compile my list and I will email that over to a VA that I found. And VA stands for virtual assistant, a virtual assistant that I found off Fiverr. I'll send her my list, my compiled list. I'll send that to her and she will skip trace those addresses for me and so, get me back the phone number. Okay. So this is so awesome. So you send it over to your virtual assistant. You go to fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-R-R.com, right? Something yes. like that. Okay. So then for five bucks you or whatever it is, the VA will skip trace, which means she'll, she'll put the number into some sort of a database and find the telephone numbers of the owners. Is that, so they're, they're finding who the owner is and then getting their phone number. 
Yes. Okay. That's correct. Uh, are you sending any mail or are you just cold calling? No, I cold call. Oh, I don't awesome. Use direct mail. Okay, perfect. So, so you cold call them. The owner picks up the phone or the owner's sister. You eventually get the homeowner on the phone, I'd imagine. What the heck do you say to the homeowner? Like, who is this stranger calling me? What is that conversation like? Or take us through the deal that you just did. So, how did that conversation go? So the conversation with this particular gentleman, I called and I let him know. I was like, um, you know, hey, Mr. His name was David. I think I can say that. Is that okay if I say that? Oh, yeah. We don't know the address, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, hi, Miss. And I talk to people like they're expecting my call, like they know me and we're friends. And, awesome. you know, we know each other. Okay. So, yep. um, hi, Mr. David. How are you today? Well, hi. How, you know, my name is Shanika Lene. I am a local real estate investor. And I was driving by your neighborhood and I came across a property that appeared to be vacant. And I think it's yours. The address is XYZ, you know, 123 Main Street. Is this sure. your property? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Well, this particular property, it wasn't vacant. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Um, actually, um, that's a great it's sign. Not vacant. <laughs> yeah, it's not vacant. It does, it does have a tenant in it. Oh, okay. Okay. I said, well, um, he was like, did it, did, you know, was something wrong? Cause he, you know, a lot of times they don't even, Especially if they're landlords, they may not go by the property as often. Um, yep. Did something look wrong? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. It may have been a time of day that I was driving by. You know, I was driving by during a time where they were probably at work and it, the lights were all off. So it may have just, you know, been that type of situation. Oh, OK. OK. You know, so I said, well, are you interested in selling the properties? And I say properties because um, after we talked for a second, he let me know that the property that was right next to it was also his. And it was on the same um, tax deed. So they were, he actually had two properties on the same taxi that were beside each other. Awesome. Okay. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So he said, um, he said, actually, uh, you know, I am looking to sell. I was like, wonderful. Um, are you, you know, and I always ask this question, guys, like, you know, like I said, he told me that and when he said properties, he said he was looking to sell his properties. And I said, okay, well, do you have other properties as well? Actually, I do. I have a total of five. Wow. Um, one of them is uh, one of the properties he said that um, he was, you know, in negotiations with someone and, you know, but the other the other four that he was looking to sell those. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Mr. Um, David, if you could, could you give me the addresses of all of the properties? He gave me the addresses of all the properties and I asked him, you know, I asked him all the probing questions about the properties. How much are the tenants paying in rent? Um, the ones that were occupied. You know, uh, were there any major repairs needed? You know, ask them all the problem questions. And, right. um, you know, I got all did my due diligence and what have you. And I asked him to give me a little bit of time to do a little bit of further research. And I would get back with him with an offer. Got it. So after we hung up, I use I don't know what your listening audience uses, but I use PropString. Okay, so so let me ask you this before we get into that. I just want to ask you: Did you ask him what he was asking for the properties while you were on the phone, or you didn't do that? I'm just I'm just curious. I did. I okay. did actually. I did, Tom. I okay. did ask him. You know what he was looking to get for the properties. I did ask him that. He gave me a number, and then I told him that you know give me a give me a little bit of time. And that number, you guys, was eighty thousand. He wanted. Okay, got it for, for the package. So I told him to give me a little bit of time and I'll get back with him. So I went and researched each property. And what I did was I I looked at all of the details for the properties and I kind of know the area anyway. So I kind of knew about what they would post up for anyways. Okay. So I structured the deal so that I was able to give him, I wanted to give him an offer where I could wholesale three of the properties and keep one for myself, if that makes sense. 
Makes sense. I think, I mean, you're like a total rock star. This whole call, like, I don't have to say anything. You just keep talking. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> okay. So what I did was I looked at, um, I looked in prop stream at the ARV or after repair value. And I looked at the comps in the area to just confirm what I already knew that I could wholesale the properties at, let's say about 25,000 a piece. And that would be a good wholesale deal for three of the properties. He had already asked that he he wanted to get eighty thousand. So what I did was I made him my offer for seventy. We agreed on seventy three for four properties. So I knew that I could pretty much wholesale the three for seventy five, get a property for myself for free that I could keep for myself, and then make a couple thousand on the deal. So okay, so so it's three properties, and the total assignment fee was how much? So it was a total of four properties. Okay, so it's four properties. Okay, so I'm just writing this down. So four properties, and then yes. what was the total assignment fee? So you you wholesale three of them. You assign three of them. I assigned three of them to to one buyer. So what happened was because I got them all on one contract. Okay. So I would have to. Um, this is what I was advised that I would have to wholesale them all to one seller to one buyer. I'm sorry, to one buyer. Or if I did them individually, then I would have to come to the closing table and close on the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have sure. to close. On, yeah. Okay. So, 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 so you basically you put four properties under contract and yes. what you did is you assigned three of them or did you buy them and then resell them? So what I did was I, I did use transactional funding. So okay. essentially I bought them for the contractual agreement that the seller and I agreed to the 73000 and then I turned right around the same day and I assigned them to an end buyer where he bought three of them from me. And so I kept one of them for myself. Okay. So how much money did, what was the profit that you made on the first three? So on the first three, I didn't end up making a profit. So what happened was I wholesaled them. So <laughs> I wholesaled them to this buyer, right? Okay. And Initially, and this is another thing, like initially I was playing hardball, right? With okay. this buyer and he made me an offer at first and I turned down the offer because I had other people, other buyers that said they were interested. Yes. And so in the midst of me, you know, negotiating with these other buyers and what's so happening, you know, things like that, the other buyer ended up offering me less than he did the first time. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I end up assigning it to him for less than what we initially, you know, what he initially offered. So I end up having to come to the closing table with seven thousand dollars, but I purchased a home for seven, uh, you know, a home with a tenant for seven thousand. I love this story because so often we are focused on how much money the uh, the profit margin was, but let's just deconstruct this because. Yes. Essentially, you actually ended up with one of the properties. So in this contract, what you did was you closed on three, you lost yes. $7,000, but then you also acquired a home? I acquired a home with the tenant, right? Got it. Okay. So the HUD that you have that I sent you is the home that I acquired. Okay. I love it. Good, good, good. Okay. So so the home that you acquired, was that for the 7000 Yes. Okay. So the only thing that you paid for the home was 7000 Yes. No way. Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Because I, I yes. was listening to you. I'm like, well, I'm not sure where we're going. Did you lose money on the whole deal? But this is the like, yes. best story I've yes. heard all day. It gets, it gets good. It gets good, Tom. It gets oh, real good. <laughs> no, no. I love it. I love it. So, so for $7,000, you actually got a currently rented property that you now own. Yes. And that, that includes is, closing costs and everything. Okay. That's insane. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. So what, what does the renter pay? First of all, what is the current market value of the home? So the current market value was, I want to say like 30, maybe 32,000. It wasn't, you know, that's, a, that's awesome. So you got a $32,000 house for 7,000. How much, and it's currently rented. What does the renter pay? The renter was only paying half of what, less than half of what the market value was, which he was paying $350 because he had been there for over 15 years and no one had ever raised his rent because he had an agreement with the previous seller that he was a maintenance man, that he would do the maintenance on all of those properties that they had Sure. in exchange for a lower rent. Okay. So, so you're going to be raising the rent. Well, this is what happened. Okay. So the, the seller, like I said, I mean, the, the current tenant, he was he had, like he had been there for 15 years. He didn't really want to move and he wasn't really interested in, you know, paying the current market rent. Like I said, it was more than half of what he was paying. Like that could be a shocker, you know, sure. an adjustment to some people. So I gave him, you know, time. I gave him time to get himself together and, and get ready to, to vacate the, the premises because the home also needed work. Okay. So he stayed, you know, he stayed for four months. So we collected the rent for four months and he moved out after the fourth month. And so after the fourth month is when I, I wanted to wholesale it to, well, what I wanted to do was owner finance it to an end buyer. Got it. Okay. So you kept it for four months. So essentially you made back 20% of your money right out of the gate about, right? What I, if I'm doing the math in my head properly. Mm -hmm. So you already made back 20% of your money. Then you spent yep. some money fixing the home up. How much did you spend no. on that? Okay. No. 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 Okay. No. Okay. Beautiful. So then, <laughs> so then what you did is instead of renting it, you decided to be the bank and sell the home to another end buyer. Absolutely. Okay, so just tell me quickly because I've got to know this. How did you structure that deal? How much money did you get any money down? How long are you holding the note? What What does that yeah. look like? Okay, so this is what I did. I, the only money that I did put into because um, the the seller was a hoarder. When I say hoarder, I mean the house was. I guess when he collected the things that he got from the other homes when other people vacated or what have you. Yes, the home was filled with junk. <laughs> I, so I totally did, get it. <laughs> yeah. So I did spend $500 to get someone to come and we, you know, kind of cleaned it out enough just so people could walk through the home because you couldn't even, you could barely walk through it. Uh, okay. Okay. Got yeah. it. So, so you I put in 500 bucks, yeah. you cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. I cleaned it up a little bit, got some of the, you know, got some of the junk out of there so we could walk through, walk through the house. We actually discovered um, a whole another bedroom in the house that we didn't even know about. That's phenomenal. Okay. So uh, what we thought was a three bedroom, two bath house actually was a four bedroom, <laughs> two bedroom house. Okay. Got it. Uh, yeah. So, so then I, you know, I put, I put the property up on Facebook marketplace and I had uh, like a one hour showing and got a ton of people who came out. I got a guy that came by, you know, he was interested in, in buying the property. So this is how we structured the deal. So I got 9,000. I wanted 9,000 down. Beautiful. So he gave me um, $500 earnest money deposit on site to, you know, to, to lock down the property. He gave me a $500 EMD earnest money deposit, not okay. refundable. So at closing, he came to the table with the remaining 8,500. Okay. I'm collecting $500 a month for 12 months. Okay. He's paying me two balloon payments. Um, I think one is $5,000 and then the other is $4,000. And it's a total, it's, it's a total of $24,000 that he's paying me for the home. That is awesome. So are you doing an interest rate on the 500? Is that part of amortization or is it just? I, 
I do not. I do not charge interest when I do my own finance deals and it's um, for religious purposes. But, you know, that's just me. What okay. I, do. I, I love it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So because this is a little bit unique from what we usually talk about, but I absolutely think it's spectacular. So just to be crystal clear, essentially, you acquired a home in this deal for $7,000 that was worth um, a lot more. It was worth over 30000 You then mm-hmm. took the home over. You resold the home for $9,000 a month, $500 a month, and then a balloon payment of 5000 after a year and another balloon payment for 4000 after how much time? So no, the first balloon payment was within six months. Okay, so six months. And then the mm-hmm. second balloon payment is within how long? At the end of the, the 12-month period, he will um, cash me out completely for 4000 That is spectacular. <laughs> that is so good. I mean, you know, it's funny because that one deal alone, I mean, that can really change somebody's life. That's $9,000 up front, $500 a month, and then another $5,000 in six months, and then $4,000 in 12 months. I mean, that's spectacular. And to be the bank, mom with five kids, I mean, I got to tell you, very impressive doing deals around your kid's school and around their schedule and making an adventure out of it. I am thoroughly yeah. impressed. <laughs> and that is uh, that is really, really something. So sis, I got to have you back on the show because I love the way you structure deals. Are you are you doing a lot of deals like that? Absolutely. Um, I have another deal that I've done that way. Well, you know, similar, but yeah, I don't want to get into the details here because it's a little bit different as well. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you so, what, let's speak about it. Like, let's do another episode because I okay. love this. This is, I love the way you're finding deals. It doesn't cost you any money hardly, and you're making right. huge, huge profits. You've done over 20 deals. So let's discuss it. We're going to have you back on. And um, I am going to, so I am now getting ready for my, it's it's 9.49 a.m. In 10 minutes, I've got my 1% meeting. Every week, our team meets. We have, every single person has a question, which is how do we make the company 1% better? So we have a Zoom call. So it's really great. So I'm getting ready for that. But before I let you go, I have got to ask you uh, two questions. Number one, if there is a book or a resource or something that you went through to help you in your life that you could share with our audience, that's number one. So go ahead. What do you, what do you got for us? Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad, guys. Robert Kiyosaki. Amazing. Absolutely. No kidding. Okay. So number two is how do people, they want to follow you. You have an awesome story. You're doing deals. You're out there crushing it with five kids. I love that. How can they find out more? How can they follow you? Uh, what is a resource or, or, or a location to, to spend some time with you or pick your brain on more deals? Yeah, you can come to my Facebook group. It's called Real Estate Investing A through Z. We are, I started the group about four months ago and it's growing at about two to 3,000 people a month. It's phenomenal. The engagement is phenomenal. We're like any other group because, you know, we have any newbies and it's okay to bring your questions. We make you feel welcome at home. We're really creating a culture of community in the group and it's amazing. Come, you're welcome. You can follow me on Instagram at sis, S-I-S, Shanika, S-H-A-N-E-K-A. And also YouTube, the same name, Sis Shanika. Shanika, I think it's awesome. You're a leader in the space and I'm looking forward to doing more episodes with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am humbled Thank and you, honored. Tom. Thank you. Thank you. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so Ditto. much. Ditto. Enjoy the day. All right, guys, you that too. was uh, Shanika. She is a rock star and I am looking forward to having more episodes with her. What a go-giver and what an awesome way to structure deals, guys. That is uh, really, really interesting. So I can't wait to pick her brain again. So I am <laughs> headed to my meeting. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Shanika, we'll see you soon and thanks again. All right. Thank you, Tom. All righty. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.